Hi everyone, thank you all for tuning back into the Mummy Means Business podcast. Um, today I'm here with Keely. Uh, Keely is a mother of two beautiful boys and she's also a social worker. Um, so Keely and I have started to become close recently because both of our little boys are only two days apart and you know they even have the same similar mannerisms and um, it's just been really cool to have her as a friend. There's been times where you know I've literally just been sad or down and she's so easy to talk to because we're like literally going through the same thing at the same time. So I thought it would be really great to have her on this podcast just to have a chat with her about motherhood and work and business, etc. So thank you, thank you, Keely, for agreeing to be on the podcast. Yay. <laughs> You're welcome. I'm <laughs> glad to be of assistance. Yay. Um, so you have your second boy um, who's um, a few months old. But how did you find out when you were pregnant? Like, what was your reaction to that? Oh, gosh. Um, so I was literally um, at work one day, or at my placement because um, I was studying my master's in social work. So I was at my placement and I found that I was going um, t- a few days prior. I found like I was kept going to the toilet. I was like, oh gosh, what's going on? But I didn't think anything of it at the time, really. Due to the symptoms that I'd been getting, something just said to me, just take a test. So um, I bought one on my way home from placement. I took it and it was positive. I was by myself. Um, I was literally, if I'm honest, I was actually um, quite distraught. Um, You know, um, without going too much into it, it was just, you know, being in the church and being unmarried and things like that. Um, it was like, you know, what's everyone going to say? How has this happened to me? You know, um, and um, yeah, so it was a bit, it was a, it was a massive shock, to be honest. And how long did you feel shocked for? Like, like when did it finally sink in? <laughs> it still hasn't sunk in. <laughs> Even with, with him being out in the with world. With him being here and out, it still hasn't sunk in. No, um, I think. I think once I accepted the reality, um, once I, you know, decided that it wouldn't be fair on um, him for me to be stressing on myself, you know, I spoke to family, friends, you know, people in my church, my um, pastor. And I think once I'd done that and um, realised, you know, how great my support network was, um, you know, I just realised that it is what it is. And I just have to kind of, you know, just get on with it. And yeah, I guess over time, I just got used to the idea, you know, Um, it's not to say I never ever wanted children again, it was just how it happened, as opposed to anything else. Was it kind of hard to having to be a mum again, especially because you have an older boy who's, um, how is it, 10 years old? 10, yeah, he's 10 now. So you have an older boy who's 10 years old, and now you have your second who's a baby, so Mm -hmm. how how was it, you must have been, did you forget almost like how it is to wake up in the night, do the night feeds, the night changes, and all of that stuff? Yeah, oh, definitely. Um, I think they say once you've waited um, 10 years, it's basically like doing it all over again. It's brand new, isn't it? So, um, I think I, you know, I just kind of leaned upon people that, you know, are mothers themselves just to get that sort of advice and um, help. Um, Even my sister, you know, we were going through the same thing at the same time. So just speaking to, 
everyone asking questions, not being afraid to kind of ask questions as well. But yeah, I did literally feel like I'd forgotten um, a lot of it. Um, yeah, but I guess it was still an enjoyable experience as well. Yeah, because then you basically were like a new mum twice. Really. Yeah. <laughs> And it's it's, it's kind of nice because I I, I enjoy being a new mum um with Xavier and even though there's I could I couldn't imagine how it would be like be like I think before when I was um pregnant I just had this fantasy in my mind of how um motherhood will be like and how having Xavier will be like and then now living in it is completely different it's even better like it um there's so much joy that motherhood and being um, having a baby brings and I always said some, I said this to my friends some of my friends who are married and they don't have kids and I said you know what if I knew what I know now I would have had kids earlier oh okay wow yeah that is actually yeah, it's good to hear that because um I actually agree I think you know it's such a joyful experience um you know so rewarding I feel like doing it this time round has been so much different as well I don't know if it's because I'm I'm older I'm mature you know life experiences and things like that I've been able to make different choices you know what I mean and just be um a better or not to say I'm not I wasn't a good mum but I was much younger you know I was only 20 at the time but this time round I think it feel like it's um very different but um yeah I'm really enjoying it and I think people say to me oh my gosh how do you cope and you know how is he and he's absolutely amazing I wouldn't change it for the world you know as hard as it can be sometimes I think it's just oh, it's, it's blessed great yeah <laughs> you look at them every day and it's like wow a child a whole baby I've, you know what what is the biggest difference between your first motherhood experience and this motherhood experience um it's definitely my age um I think at the time I didn't know as I said before I didn't know what I know now um in terms of you know just being patient you know just um stimulation you know at the time back then it was all about you know trying to still live this youthful life keeping up with my friends and what they were doing and you know letting my mum have my child so I can always be out and things like that whereas now I think it's really important for me to be here throughout these you know these crucial months and you know years of his life and just really invest in your children at the time I didn't really understand that you know I was a young mum having a baby do you know what I mean so um yeah I think for me, that's one of the biggest things, you know, I really enjoy spending time with Zakai, you know, talking to him, laughing with him, like he, oh, he loves being stimulated, he loves his toys, things like that, do you know what I mean? So I just think, you know, just knowing how to look after them, I guess with um, experience, you kind of just learn, and I have a lot of nieces and nephews, so I've had a lot of um, practice with them as well, even though I get to give them back, whereas I can't give Zakai back (laughs) But and you know, Zakai is on such the breast a, as well. He's such a beautiful and calm baby. No, he literally is. Even now, you know, he's sat. He just sat here, just listening, he's just to, listening, listening <laughs> to my conversation. He's so observant, like you know, he just is inquisitive. He's always looking around, staring into my eyes and things like that. So I just think, you know, and also another different. Sorry, just to quickly say, um, he's exclusively breastfed. He will not touch formula. Um, he won't even drink from a bottle. He doesn't take a dummy. So it's literally me and him all the time. What, just because he doesn't want to? Um, yeah, 
because I've tried to, you know, um, get him onto the bottle. In the first um, few weeks, I think I had to leave him to go somewhere and my mum had him and his dad also tried him with the bottle and he took it. But then over time, he just absolutely point blank refuses now. When the breast is that good, he's just like, no. Yeah, not having it. Not having it. Sorry. And sometimes that can actually be um, quite tough because there are times when I want to go out for a few hours or whatever and it's like, you know, I'm anxious, is he going to be okay? And he doesn't take the bottle, I can't leave him until he starts taking it, till he's one, till he's eating. All these different thoughts just go through my mind. Um, But yeah, you know, I guess it's, you know, part of motherhood. You know, in motherhood we make a lot of sacrifices, so... And breastfeeding bonds you and your baby even more. Yeah, definitely. And it builds up the immune system. So I think it's great for him. And I'm really happy because with my first son, I couldn't actually do that. Um, I think seven months was the maximum. But even then, he was, it wasn't exclusive. He was having formula. Um, So, yeah, I'm glad I'm able to just um, do it exclusively this time. I think it's so much better for them as well. Obviously, that's no discredit to those who aren't. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned earlier that you were, you know, you were studying while and when you found that you were pregnant, was that, was that a struggle to kind of complete your masters or kind of go through it while you're, you know, raising this new baby? Yeah, struggle is actually an understatement, Victoria. If I'm honest, it was, oh, words can't describe how difficult it was. Um, it was hard enough before I found out I was pregnant because I think I was in on my second year when I found out I was pregnant so you know it was difficult in itself when I found out I was pregnant you know I was tired I felt sick I didn't want to get out of bed you know not only was it the studies it was the thought of you know having a new baby and just all the struggles that kept the difficulties that came with it um oh gosh yeah you know those assignments I wrote a 12,000 word dissertation while I was how far gone was I? Uh, I can't remember now. Probably like five, six months pregnant. So yeah, it was really, it was really difficult. Um, managing my time and my organisation and having Amari, my ten-year-old son, it was just a lot. Yeah. How did you even stay focused? Because even me, because I was working a full-time job and then I had a business on the side. And when I got pregnant, I was still kind of working on the business, but it was literally like late nights working on the weekends like it was really really stressful and I had to stop I had to stop my business and just focus on just my pregnancy because I just in the first few months I had um some some, not complications but I had some bleeding so I was just like my child is the most important so let me just stop my business I can focus on pregnancy but you couldn't take a break from studying so how did you manage that whole late nights you know essays dissertations exams all of that victoria i don't actually know i think literally it was just there must have been god's just strengthening me because i feel like it was either i continued or i gave up and you know that came as soon as i found out i said i'm quitting uni said i'm not doing it anymore you know i just started to get really anxious I was like I can't do it how am I going to manage everything I'm going to be too tired I can't write um, 12,000 word dissertation I went to see the uni and I said can I drop that part that element of the course so I only just do the postgraduate diploma which means I didn't have to complete the um, dissertation people you know spoke to me one of the ladies she's an admin lady at the uni she's a Christian she prayed with me she said no you don't need to drop out you can do this you will do it I'm going to be a tester I'm going to watch you graduate with a full dis- um, master's and you're going to get this master's you're going to complete your 12,000 word dissertation so um, 
I literally, I, I don't know, I think it was just speaking to people and just, you know, wanting to be um, an example to my son, you know. I want him to know that you can't just start things in life and just give up. You have to yeah. follow things through, you know. So I said to myself, okay, let me just go for it. So I stuck it out as hard as it was. I did it, you know. Um, and I did co- co- um, fairly well considering I graduated a week after I had him, which was um, a huge achievement for me. So, um, yeah, I got through it. And what made you kind of go into social work specifically? Because obviously you had your first, um, you had Amari before you even went into um, doing your master's. So what made you pick that subject? Um, I think, to be honest, I've always um, had an interest in working with families and youth. So from the age of about 15, 16, I was actually um, training to be a youth worker. So I've always worked with young people or in some sort of childcare um you know establishment or you know I was a head of year for a while so it's always kind of been with young people and families so um after working in a secondary school for about three years um I realized that there was no progression unless I wanted to teach which I knew I didn't I was actually um, a pastoral support worker so I knew that I wanted to do something that meant I could still continue to work with young people and their families. So I thought, what could I do? So I chose the career. Um, I chose to go and do my master's in social work. Um, yeah, and I thought that would just kind of like open more doors for me. And I think um, being a young person myself, that was looked after. So I was a looked after child myself, me and along with um, my siblings um, at one point because... Um, my mum was ill and unable to look after us at some point in our childhood I feel like that's where a lot of my passion has come from being able to relate to these young people and their families and just understand not give them the answers because I don't think I don't believe even in social work as a social worker now that we can solve people's problems but we Mm -hmm. can actually be an instrument to you know help them along and you know put resources in in place for them and you know so I think a lot of it's just being able to relate really and having that passion and seeing the direction that you know society is going in and just being able to help where I can do you know what I mean so yeah that's where my passion for social work came from it's do you know what I've never ever like had this convo with you and it's actually enlightened <laughs> it's really good to hear that because um um, obviously I see you around and I see you in church and stuff and you always have such a nice light um, spirit about you so it's interesting to hear your story and like your past and that kind of filled your passion for social work in the in you know now and um, obviously now you're going to go into work because you're like on a, on a break so your maternity leave looking after um, your little one yeah. and you're going to go into work as a, sh- a social worker like how how do you feel kind of leaving him at home to kind of pursue this this dream that you've had um, it's mixed feelings to be honest I think um, in a sense I'm kind of ready to kind of go out there and you know just see what um, frontline social work it really feels like because obviously I've done two placements and one 70 day one and one 100 day one as part of my master's however um you know it wasn't a paid job and it wasn't so much responsibility like a full caseload for example and things like that so I'm looking forward to going out there you know getting my hands stuck in and seeing what it's really about and seeing what everyone's talking about because you know you hear mixed reviews some people love their jobs some say social work is just um it's not what it used to be which I totally get as well it's 
because um, obviously now it's about a lot of paperwork and not so much face-to-face work with the families. But um, I guess it's about making it, doing the best with it that you can kind of thing. Um, I think leaving Zakai for a job that is so demanding, um, again, brings about a lot of anxiety for me. But um, I think I will never know how it's going to be unless I actually get out there. Initially, you know, I was going to um, leave him at six months, <laughs> you know, to go back and work. So the plan was for me to go to start work in April. However, just recently, literally as in Friday, just gone, um, I've, I've been just thinking about it and thinking about it and, you know, praying and just you know is this the right thing for me is it the right thing for my child and I've come to the decision to kind of push it back until he's um 11 months and that's literally just recently I haven't even responded to the email so I had two job job offers um with two different local authorities and one was more accommodating than the other they offered to allow me to start um six months Whereas the other one wanted me to start like really, really early, just after I'd had him. So I turned that one down. And then I recently emailed the one that I did accept and said, you know, would it be possible for me to push it back? You know, he's refusing the bottle. He's not settled. He obviously isn't taking um, food. He's not weaned yet. So is that a possibility? And they've come back to me and said, you know, we need you to start when you're ready. So they're holding the job for me until, you know, he's older. That is amazing. Yeah. Was that a hard decision to make? Because obviously you mentioned you you were testing him in the bottle, didn't, and if he wasn't getting it, like you you didn't want to leave him because of the anxiety. Was that yeah. a hard decision? Because obviously you you still want to start your job yeah. and mm-hmm. go into what you've studied. Definitely, um, very hard decision. I think having again having a support network network because my mum um said she would help out with him and my auntie said they would have him and I know that their parents themselves they would persevere they would you know keep trying until he eventually took it but I don't really want to just leave him just like that. Um, I want to know that I'm not at work thinking about oh is he okay is he eating yeah, yeah I, had, I had to leave him a few weekends ago I think it was last week for my older son's birthday to take him out I left him with my mum I fed him up gave him both breasts before I left <laughs> put him to sleep you know done all of that and my mum said he woke up and he although he was happy and content he just refused to eat he was fine oh. he, I think he cried for like 10 minutes I left him for like four hours four or five hours he was happy, he was laughing, but my mum couldn't put him down. She had to keep carrying him for that, that comfort because he just waited until I got back. He would, re- he refused to take it. And I can't know that I'm doing that five days a week to him. I'd rather just, you know, wait until he's, you know, fully weaned or, you know, um, yeah, fully taking the bottle. But I think for me, one of the biggest um, factors is financial, the financial aspect. That's the reason why I wanted to rush back you know because obviously this wasn't planned you know I was going about doing my thing I should have been working already you know so you know but life never goes the way we plan so I think I'm willing to just struggle a few more when I say struggle obviously we're fed you know we've got food yeah we've got a a warm home got all of that but I think being able to do the extra things that my son's used to you know we're used to kind of going away maybe or doing those little extra um, activities everything's had to kind of we're budgeting more now because obviously I'm not at work and you know my son he's loving he's understanding he understands mommy's not working at the moment and all of that will eventually come so yeah I think I would rather just take the extra few months off April to September isn't a drastic um, difference anyway but 
at least I, I've also explained to my older son that I'll be off with him throughout the summer holidays, the full six weeks, as opposed to just having to take annual leave and a few days here and there. So he's happy about that. So we're just going to enjoy our summer and just make it what it is, you know? And you know, I'll start in September, yeah. It's interesting you say that because I ha- I had a chat with another mum. Yeah. Um, and she was going into work as well. And it was the same thing was with her. She said that she had to kind of leave her son because of the finances. She was like, I'm a single parent. I have a son. I, you know, I have a home. I have bills. And I, I felt really, really guilty. And I had that mum guilt. But she couldn't afford the part-time lifestyle. And she couldn't afford to like not be fully at work. Yeah. Um, and that's why she had to kind of something had to give but it's really interesting that you're saying kind of not the opposite but almost like obviously financially we had to budget we had to cut down a few things but at the same time my anxiety and the guilt and everything like I just couldn't just leave yeah leave him and then just go to work because you to be fair you won't even be an asset to your job because you're not going to be a hundred percent there exactly. you constantly be thinking of him thinking of get, oh, rushing back home and everything so yes you have to make the decision, whatever is best for you and your situation, you have to make the best decision for that. Exactly. And managing the caseload, trying to look after, you know, people's, I can't be looking after, you know, other families and not my own. Yeah. I mean, this is the priority. And that's not to say like, because I was going to go back at six months and I was happy to do so. But it's literally, I think if he was taking bottle, I think I would go, I would have been ready to go back 100%. But yeah. You know, he's not, and I think I just need to just focus. And I'm, that's not to say money is tight, and I totally understand where that, mo- that other mother is coming from. It's, re- it's really, especially when you're used to having an income, you're used to getting money, and then suddenly that just goes. And I think this benefit system, you know, they've made a lot of changes. It's not what it used to be and stuff like that. But, you know, I'm just just grateful. You know, when you just you just have a lot of gratitude, you know, it could be far worse. There's a lot pe- um, of people worse off than me. So I just give thanks for my situation and I just make the most of it. Do you know what I mean? So. And how, how was it with your older son when, when you told him that you were having another baby? Like, and even now that um, he's out and, you know, he's a little, um, he's still young. How is he, how's the kind of the dynamics at home? Is um, he really helpful? Yeah. So he was really shocked when I told him, I think he had an idea because um, I'd taken, folic acid and you know on the front I think he's got a pregnant woman or something so he saw the tablets so <laughs> I think that's he kind of had an idea but he did it he said no she can't be <laughs> but when I told him I recorded his response and he was well shocked but he was happy and he was excited I think since Zakai's come he absolutely adores Zakai um it not a day goes by when he doesn't come in the first thing he does when he comes in from school comes straight over hello brother picks him up and it's like my go and take your uniform off wash your hands sort yourself out have a snack but it's like no he's going to bed he has to say good night he has to play with him i haven't held him today so their bond is already strong as soon as he sees him like the smile zakai the smile on zakai's face when amaya walks into the room it's just incredible and i think um initially you know we did have a conversation and amaya did explain to me that sometimes he wishes that it was just me and him because he was used he had me for himself for 10 years do you know what I mean so it's like now this baby's come along and a lot of my attention is focused on him but um that doesn't take away the fact that he absolutely adores his brother he looks at him and says how cute he is he laughs with him he just play I can't believe it he's just so I can't even get the words out he's just so he's so helpful 
And I think he's quite mature for his age anyway. So he's, he will see a need and he will just, you know, help me. And, you know, yeah, he's really, really good. He really, like, he's really, really enjoying him. And that is so, it must, like, bring, like, almost a tear to your eye when you see your two, you know, the, the two boys that you love the most love each other. Yeah, definitely. And I think I just have to remind Omari that he is a baby and, you know, his needs are slightly greater in the sense where he can't communicate what he's thinking and feeling. But also at the same time, I try to make that separate time for Omari. So if Sakai is sleeping, I will spend time with Omari separately. Just try to have the separate time as well. Like on Friday, for example, I'm taking him out. My mom's going to watch him for a few hours. So he's going to starve himself again. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. But um, yeah, I'm going to just take Omari to watch a movie. It will just be the two of us. So I think that's that's really important as well. With such a massive age gap, yeah. I don't want my son to feel like now he's being neglected. So yeah, it's just finding a balance. But uh, I'm not saying that it's easy because it really isn't. There's times when I'm just so tired and but you just have to pick yourself up and just do what you can and in terms of like your personal life how has that changed because obviously Amari your older son is you know he's independent now so he's able to do stuff for himself so you can still go out with your friends you know get your hair done get your nails done and have that kind of sense of independence yourself but now you have to revert back to being a first-time mum like how has it been you know just to have your own personal life and to kind of do things for yourself um to be honest I think so far it hasn't actually been too bad it's actually been quite good I think my mum sees that um you know the sort of person I am I don't take advantage but when she can she will help she'll have him for a bit um but she she will come here and sit with him he's dad as well do you know what I mean so I think I've been able to go out a few times um since I've had him but that's not really my priority and I, I obviously I know I need to make time for myself but I guess it's been cold and you know, I think new mum, you kind of just want to, you're just in awe of the child. So you just want to spend all the time possibly possible with them. But there are times when I want to go out, but because he doesn't take the bottle and I can't leave him. And I'm someone that was quite active before he came along as well. I was always out and doing things. My son, you know, he could go somewhere with his friend or whatever. Now I can't do that. But um, yeah, I've tried to go out once in a while Christmas was quite a busy time for me had a few birthdays and stuff like that some I could take him to some I couldn't so yeah I'm just trying to again find a balance really and just yeah I mean yeah I'm, I'm literally on the same boat like just trying to find a balance I think I think with um my son like he can he takes the bottle and he takes a dummy but it's me that doesn't want to leave him, leave him. Mm. <laughs> so it's like I could leave him like and just have like milk like I if the other day I even expressed and I put milk in in the freezer I was like just in case you know I need yeah. to rush out like his dad can give him some food but I just want to be around him so much and I just like I'm so obsessed with him like you said we're still new mums almost and you're just so infatuated about everything that they do that you just don't I just don't want to leave him and I think I need to kind of have some time to myself once in a while oh, no, I think definitely it's definitely important Victoria and I'll definitely encourage you do that to be honest I don't feel like I feel it to your extent maybe it's because I've done it before yeah or maybe I, I would happily just say this weekend yeah I'll just go leave him for a few <laughs> hours do you know what I mean but then there's times when I'm like, no, I don't want to leave him. My mum's like, just go, you'll be fine. His dad's like, just go, he's not going to starve. Do you know what I mean? So there are times, but it's just, um, it just depends on my mood, really. But yeah, I think I, it's definitely important. Sorry, go on. Yeah. No, I said, I, I agree with you. I think is, I think it is the, the I don't know, it's a different dynamic where it's just like, I just, I think I, 
I have this thing also that I'm I'm a bit of a weirdo, but I do get jealous when he has fun with other people. Mm. I don't know if anyone else gets. <laughs> I literally felt that the other day. I was like, my sister was holding him and he was laughing with her and all that stuff. And I'm just like, oh gosh, you, you give your smiles away to, to everyone. <laughs> like it's not just special to me. So, so how do you think his dad? How do you think daddy feels when you're you got know, him on your breast and he's looking into your eyes and holding onto your and enjoying <laughs> it and he's just sat there? Yeah, like literally, well, my husband says that he's just like, oh, sometimes he's just like, oh, you're just, I just want to play with him too, or whatever. I'm like, no, but I like we literally not battle, but there's times where like he's with his dad and I'm jealous, and the times when you know I'm with him and his dad's a bit jealous. But I think the alone time I get is literally just sitting in the toilet with like the door locked and watching Netflix for thirty minutes. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I need to do you. I need to just like leave him for like a few hours and just chill and also i think some of my friends if i go out with them if i don't bring xavier they get annoyed with me oh okay yeah <laughs> so, so sometimes they're like oh i don't see him often so i know you want to come out by yourself but just bring him all the time because i want to see him too so it's kind of like oh gosh like what do i do but i'm going to take a leaf from your book and just take a few hours just to chill leave him with my mom or leave him with um, my mother-in-law and just like go out with the husband date i don't think we've exactly. actually we haven't actually done that yet. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, to. you need to. You need to remember, Victoria. You're a mother. You so you were Vicky before you were a mother. I know, so I know. just remember that. Not to say you're gonna le- be leaving him every day, but just have that time. You know, it's important. It's good. It's good. But yeah, thank you so much for being on this podcast. You've no, actually thanks been. Thanks for having me. No, you've been really interesting. Um, I have one more question. Um, for you. So, if you had to kind of describe your experience of motherhood in three words. What would it be? Um, okay, so I would say challenging. Um, challenging, sorry. Definitely amazing. Amazing is my actually top one. And rewarding. So rewarding. You know, when you see the transition that they make and how they grow up to be so, you know, caring and loving. Sorry. <laughs> but yeah definitely oh well it's been it's been so great to have you and thank you so much for taking the time out um and yeah thank you all for listening to this podcast um make sure you tune back in next week we have another episode of another new mummy um so make sure you tune in and if you want to listen to it on any other platforms you can listen to it on soundcloud on spotify on apple Podcasts, and on podbean but yeah thank you and hope you all have a nice day bye thank you bye Thank you.